Welcome to At The Whiteboard with Ruth and Nicole, the podcast for people who want to crush it at work. Each week, we'll talk about the latest tips, trends, and tricks to help you love your job and to help your boss love you too. It's like having a personal coach whispering advice into your ear, but without the whispering. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. Are you ready? I'm ready. That wasn't the level of enthusiasm I was hoping oh, for. Oh, you actually pushed the button. Yes, again. You should say like, three, two, one, are you ready? Oh, see, Versus, okay. Are you ready? And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yay. Hi, everybody. Hello. We're back. Do you know I do that a lot? I've noticed in the videos, not that I'm watching myself, but I go. <laughs> Just a little. I know, I do a lot of bang, shuffling, and... And last time, I kept putting my elbows on the table and shaking it, and the video was... Really? Mm-hmm. I know, I've got to not do that. Or maybe this is a little more... No, see? You can actually... Don't do... Then don't do that. (laughs) Hey, doctor, my elbow hurts when I do this. Don't do that. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You sound like my dad. Dad, it hurts when I breathe. Stop breathing. (laughs) He used to say that all the time when I'd have bronchitis, which I did oh. a lot. He was so mean. But, yeah. Then he'd get the, the Vicks VapoRub. Did you ever have that, or are you too young? For Vicks VapoRub? Uh-huh. Yes, I've had okay. Vicks VapoRub. Not I used sure. Vicks VapoRub last week when not, I had a cold. Not sure if people would use it or if it was only in the 1800s. <laughs> in the 1800s. What are we talking about today, Ruthie? Well, as yeah. you... Yeah. What? Go ahead. As you know, we've know. been focusing on <laughs> launching Whiteboard Women Community, mm-hmm. and that's what this series is all about. Yeah. And last week, we talked about what it's like to come back from a mat leave um, and what women in that situation can do to help themselves through it and what organizations can do to stop seeing it as a barrier or a problem. Mm-hmm. And this week, we are talking about the men's perspective in women and gender bias at work. Ah. A little different um, because we keep focusing on women and men either feel left out of the conversation or they're sick of the conversation. Yeah. And this is a little bit of uh, things, I mean, and I think this serves two purposes then because it allows um, those people who aren't yet... um, confident in knowing what's gender biased and what's not, Mm -hmm. what's appropriate, what's not, Mm -hmm. to start listening for things. And I think this is going to go twofold and it's going to help any of our men listeners um, to understand what to do and how to say it and how to approach it if they do have a slip Um, and how women might be able to go and talk to those individuals and how they might be able to address it. Because I think that was one of the the big challenges we heard from people that were on our webinars um, earlier this year was, okay, I know all this. This is great. Thank you for this. But now what? What do I do? Or how do I I get this one person to change at work who's constantly using these gender bias terms that make me feel uncomfortable? And I think that's it's important for our listeners to know that's where we're focusing on those people, those men who have said, what can I do? What do I need to do? I'm not trying to be this way. Um, we're not addressing those who are saying I'm sick of this. Uh, the me too movement is way overdone. 
or any of that. That's yeah. a different And topic. they're basically just regenderizing everything by being like, you're too sensitive. Yeah. When I say this, that's not what I mean. Yeah. Um, Stop saying that. Lately, I we were talking, who was I talking with? I can't remember. Somebody, we were talking about Joe Biden. So we've been watching the uh, Democratic um, debates this week. And Joe Biden and I was saying, you know, Joe Biden reminds me of my mom. <laughs> and, and they just sort of, huh? And my mom, lovely, lovely woman, smart, well-loved, nurse, teacher, all those things, was raised in the 30s and 40s and had language that was part of her psyche that is no longer appropriate. Now, she passed away seven years ago, but even in the last, I'm going to say, 10 or 15 years of her life, we would have regular conversations about this. And she would say, Ruthie, I am not racist. It's not what's in my heart. And I would say, I understand. It's no longer okay to use those terms. I'm not even going to just, you guys can think of, imagine what they might have been. If you have older parents, maybe they use them too. And she was unable to say, you're right. Back in the day, I may have said these things. I get now that they're not okay anymore. Help me figure out the new language. And I think Joe Biden is the same way. People are waiting for him to apologize for things, to apologize for Anita Hill. And I don't want to get us all off on a political rant. He also continues to do things that he, I bet you, he would say, it's not in my heart to be a misogynist or to treat women badly or to touch them inappropriately because it's in his heart to be warm and touch is part of his thing. He is unable to say, I recognize that back in the 90s or whenever I was doing all these things and, and it was, maybe it wasn't okay, but it was considered okay and that we've come a long way since then and I need to change those things and I'm open to changing them. He can't say that. And my That's mother couldn't either because he, she kept fixating on the fact that she didn't mean any ill intent. And Joe Biden's the same way, I think. He does not mean any ill intent, but he won't admit that he still should make a change. So I know men who have said, I do say those things. What do I do? And yeah. those are the men that we want to talk to today. Here are some things that you can stop doing or start doing. Yeah, and maybe to those other men say it's not... It's not enough that you just don't have intent. It's not enough. Because you clearly don't care enough about the actual impact of the words that you're saying, whether you have ill intent or not. That's right. It's, you know, it's not enough to just say, well, I don't mean anything by it, but I'm going to keep saying it. Well, it's our classic word of yeah buts, right? Yeah. I know it's bad, but I'm going to do it anyways means I don't actually think it's bad. Yeah. Do you suppose everybody can hear my puppy? I guess we should let the puppy out. Yeah. Release the beast. Release, Release the, beast. the hound. Pausing. <laughs> oh, we're not going to stop it. Can you edit it? Don't stop it. I can okay. edit it Wait, out. Wait, or do a dance. I'll, it won't be long. Let's see if I'll actually be able to edit this out. Or whether I'll keep it in for giggles. <laughs> so, Daisy! Normally... Oh, what's she got on her? Normally, oh, I'm wearing shorts. Hi, everybody. I have a nice shirt on above the, above the waist. Uh, normally, I would not let her out because she's crying. But we are trying to do a podcast here. So, yes. Daisy, I want you to Daisy, go to bed. Go to your spot. Go to your spot and go, go to, to, to your spot. Good night. I know she's going to be great now.
There you go. Here's a quote I pulled as I was doing some of my research. Language is not always intended to exclude a person or group, but it may unintentionally have that effect. Exactly what we're talking about. I don't intend to exclude you. What's missing is, however, I recognize that I did, and I need to stop doing that. Yeah. And maybe let's do a little, little bit of a, a definitions. Okay. So let me... You know, give us a little thing here. Sexist language excludes, trivializes, or diminishes either gender. Despite efforts by many professional bodies to encourage the use of non-sexist alternatives, sexist language use persists across many languages. Mm -hmm. Further, research has shown that men are less supportive of non-sexist language alternatives than women. Oh, and this is um, from A Giant Leap for Mankind, What About Women, um, an article by Karen M. Douglas from the University of Kent. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Men are less supportive of non-sexist alternative language. Yes, and so conversely, women are more supportive of inclusive language. Right, right. I wonder why that is. Is it just hard to remember or they think it's stupid or it doesn't have the same impact that they want to have? Um, I don't know. Is huh. is is it? It could it parts of it. I mean, they say here that um, women are more supportive of language, so therefore men are less supportive, perhaps because it threatens those established hierarchies. Yeah, and the inclusive language may not be as explicit or stark or direct, direct. as as the uh, sexist language. Interesting. That is interesting. So we thought we'd talk yeah. about, for our listeners and watchers, um, three different kind of areas that we thought were really common where um, sexist language can occur. Mm -hmm. Nicknames, mm. greetings, and just regular adjectives and descriptors. All right. So men who are listening, who want to know what you can do, this is for you. And, you know, some women as well. Yeah. Because we talked about this a while ago uh, with our colleague Susan Slay when we mm -hmm. were talking about some slips of the tongue that we have yeah. in old school language that's just not okay anymore. So, yeah. All right. So what's the first so one? So the first one's nicknames. Mm -hmm. So things like sweetie, honey, kiddo, smart cookie. Um, we had a, a client for a long time that we, we were always the girls. The girls. Or the ladies. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting. I so specifically remember at that time not, not being specifically offended or disrupted by that language. But I certainly never felt very confident or um, very good in that client engagement. Yeah. I never felt good and I didn't know why. And only now on reflection am I realizing that a big part of it. I think was a bit of a... It was very definitely a macho. Very definitely? Very definitely. Most definitely. It was really <laughs> a, a macho atmosphere there. And I don't think we were taken seriously. Well, and it didn't help when we were being referred to as the girls. The girls. Now, retroactively looking at oh, it. Oh, there were at least two people there who did that. The girls or the ladies. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that... It's, it's just disrespectful and it just... It, it calls you out as different from everyone else. 
Good morning, everyone, ladies. It's like creepy. We're not even, we're not everyone? Yeah. We were included in the first one. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting. It also, um, I think, diminif- diminishes your professional capacity, your, the fact that you are a grown-ass woman. Um, it makes you childlike or, or other. Um, like when, so a friend of mine went on a date once and the guy kept calling her young lady. What would you like to drink, young lady? Oh, it's like going out for drinks with your Uncle Steve. Yes. I don't know. It was just so creepy, and that ended very quickly. <laughs> Understandably but so. I've heard it at work, too. Hey, young lady, would you need help with that? What, am I a child? Am I a, you know, a, is it bring your daughter to work day, and I'm a 14-year-old? <laughs> Interesting. Like, I remember I had a boss for a long time that used to call me young Nicole. Again, I, I think I mean, that I was young at that time. Most far people younger than I am aren't now. trying to make you feel badly. I think it's because they feel awkward. They don't know what else to say. Like when you think about the people that are at that client, all they had to do was say, "Good morning, Nicole and Ruth. Just use our names." Yeah, I, I, and again, like let let let's be clear. I don't think there was ill intent no, there, but it still made us feel icky. And when we worked there longer, we could see how women were treated there. Yes. So it became part of that whole picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I do think that there is, there there was both. There was both a culture that was very gender biased. And there were some men of a certain age, mostly, who just didn't know what else to say. They felt like they should say something to us. Maybe they felt like saying, hey, guys, was wrong. I know, and I almost wonder if it's like, a, like, it's almost ass backwards, mm. right? Like, they're actually trying to be inclusive, and but as a backfired. result, they're calling out. Yeah. So they're trying to be inclusive by saying, hello, everyone, and ladies. Yeah. It, it just didn't... All they needed to do was say, and Nicole and Ruth, welcome, or whiteboard, call us by our company name if you don't remember our names, or just say, and our consultants are here, or whatever. Yeah. But by calling out our gender or our age, it's it's just not okay. Yeah. It really, and especially, you know, when you're being referred to as girls and you're going in to consult on a, in a large company, it's kind of... Very serious, very large professional company. You know, I was watching MasterChef last night, and I realized that Gordon Ramsay says young lady all the time, but he also says young man, and he says it to all of them, regardless of their age. I think it's weird, but it's at least, <laughs> you, it's it? very definitely. Are, are you listening? Yeah. Gordon Ramsay, if you're listening, wow. <laughs> um, but I, I really think it's not discrimination from him, because he truly, like last night, uh, there was the one, Suba. And another guy, and he called him young man. They're not a young man. But that's his thing. Yeah. I bet you he can't remember people's names sometimes in the moment. Especially in his his thrush of anger. Yeah. I mean, their name is on their apron, but (laughs) sometimes I think that's just what he says. Sort of like... Like, he's also a dad, right? I wonder if it's like a little bit of a dad scolding kind of scenario. He's got a new baby and everything. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's... You just... Hear these things everywhere, and I think that it's it, men. This is one thing you can do: stop using the nicknames, kiddo, 
honey, young lady, lady, um, babe, any of those things. Some of them are downright sexist and others are just, they diminish you. Yeah. And you use their name. When in doubt, use their name. Or just don't say anything. Just say good morning or can I help? And so in terms of tips for guys, because I know there's this cadre of people who are like, well, my intent's not bad. and I just can't remember. It's slipping out, you know, it's slipping out of the, you know, my mouth and I don't mean it that way. How am I supposed to watch myself all the time? Everything, you know, I didn't mean anything. Right. How about calling it out? Mm -hmm. Right. You're a boss. You're at your weekly team meeting. You clearly know that there's there's some issue that either has been brought to your attention or something that you yourself have said, I need to be more careful about this. Call it out. Say, everyone, I want to promote a more uh, inclusive language in our meetings and in our interactions and all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want us to be able to do that in a non-confrontational, kind, curious way. Um, and I'd love if, if something does happen to slip out or I realize that I, I've undermined you in some way by the language that I've chosen, I'd love for you to please come talk to me or leave an anonymous note or whatever it might be and let me know what I've said so that I understand and I am working on changing. Yes. So please forgive me as I, what do they call it? Navigate the waters, figure it out. Sure. Yes. Any of those things. And you could... Go through the motions of figuring it out, right? And I, you know, I'm going to make a few mistakes as I go along, but know that my effort and my intent is there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And if even, you know, you do a little, was it I Love Lucy? Was it Lucille Ball that used to pull on the ear? Yeah. Right? You know, could it be a thing? You know, you've got a good relationship with your boss or whoever, um, you know, whatever man in the workplace that you're trying to avoid this kind of language with. And it's just like when they say, hey, kiddo, it's just... Sorry. Good morning, Nicole. How are you? Yes. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of step one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so men can kind of make that uh, effort and say it's okay to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. And if you are on the receiving end of uh, language that's undermining you, what can you say? Well, it comes back to our, like we said last week, it's the, hey, can I tell you something? And the ability to call this out is very much dependent on the culture. In the ideal world, your boss will have said, you know, we're working on inclusive language here. Let me know. And you'll be able to go in and go, hey, boss. I know. And gosh, why, have I, why have I assumed that it's the boss that's male? Or anyone. <laughs> up here. A I, I, mean, I've done, I just yes. did it. And I, it was interestingly I going, why did I assume that the boss was male? We're just thinking of somebody in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that wants to make a change. Um, it could very well have been somebody like me. When I think of language that I've had to work on and I'm still working on because of growing up in the 90s in the automotive industry and what that language was like in terms of being very directive, very harsh, very not nice. It just wasn't. Ugh. And I've had to like still work on that. It's funny. Our, our good friend Alex uh, was visiting us this weekend, and he's an underwater welder. Um, and so, you know, they're out on the boat, out on the water, diving. And so he's got, on his own, Alex has this <laughs> vocabulary that is very illustrious. I don't know. Colorful? <laughs> colorful. Colorful vocabulary and unique vocabulary. Half the time, you're not sure what's going on. And I noticed that he just kept saying nerd. Oh, that guy's a real nerd and da 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 
And I said, oh, it's interesting. I haven't heard the word nerd in a long time. And he said, I'm working on not saying things that are inappropriate. I'm in, in a different environment oh. at work now. I'm working for a government agency and I am being careful of what I'm saying. Wow. So that, I thought that was a really interesting strategy is to replace um, a word you use nonchalantly that may be inappropriate and replace it with something, yeah, whatever. And I thought that was a, I thought that was a really um, thoughtful yeah. and uh, careful strategy to deal yeah. with, quote unquote, you know, slips of the tongue. Yep. You know, not saying. But the like right you thing. said, though, for people that are uh, not the victim are impacted by that language, what can they do? They need to be able to say to that person male or female, hey, remember we're working on this language. I noticed today that you said kiddo when you were helping me uh, with the project. Yeah. And you shouldn't need to say anything, ideally, because that person should go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, Ruth. Uh, thank you for letting me know. Now, in another area where this hasn't been called out, it's a different situation, and that person needs to take their time, plan their conversation, yeah. think of the moment and be able to say, hey, Nicole, can I tell you something? Mm. And they have to have Nicole be able to go, yeah, sure, what is it? And mm. say, you know, you, you call me kiddo sometimes, for instance, this morning. And I need to tell you that that word, it just makes me feel uncomfortable. Oh, but you know I didn't less. mean it. You know I didn't I mean it. I did know it. What other word could you use? Like oh, but maybe you know, kiddo, it's it. just, it's a nice thing. It means I, I really respect you. Yeah, and it makes me feel awful when you use it. Oh, but you shouldn't feel awful because... And yet I do. Right? Really got to get into that that impact. And yeah. I think here is, you know, one of the kind of uh, phrases I, you know, was looking at as I was looking into everything is it undermines my competence. Yes. So I love being able to say, not only does you calling me kiddo hurt my feelings, you calling me kiddo makes me feel like a child. Yes. I am not a child. I am oh, a woman I and I am it. competent. Yes. Right? And I think the thing is to just keep repeating that when the person says, but I didn't mean it. Oh, you know I'm kidding. I do know you're kidding. And when you use it, it makes me feel bad. It makes me feel like a kid. It makes me feel incompetent. It yeah. makes me feel less. Yes, and I think maybe trying to find that right language with the person. Saying it, yeah. Right? Because some people, them? you're going to say, well... You know, and this would be my husband, for example, yeah. although he's great at this kind of stuff. But, you know, oh, but when you say that, it hurts my feelings. Yeah, some people go, wah, wah, wah. But don't let it hurt your feelings yeah. then. Yeah, Don't feel like that. Yeah. Right? So, I, so to me, sometimes it's that finding the right language that's going to have someone have, get great impact. Yeah, it's the, you have to be honest about the impact to you. Yeah. And you have to use the language that will have an impact on them so that they right. understand. Yeah, you can't just be going around and be like, don't call yeah. me girls, I just don't like it. Yeah. I mean, you, you are in every right to say that, yeah. but I think that's not very better helpful. is when you call me girls, you make me feel like I am a younger person to the rest yeah. of this team. Or separate and distinct from the team. Separate and distinct from the team. Separate and distinct from adults. Separate and distinct from competent people. And you might need to keep gently and kindly I think you would have to have that. this conversation more than once with many people. Sure. Maybe there's the odd person who would get it. You just need to keep saying it every time you hear it. And then maybe the language changes. And then maybe if it gets to some terrible extent you need to go to HR but I don't think you should have to yeah. in most cases all right so let's go to the next one so that was nicknames sweetie yeah. kiddo smart cookie mm -hmm. um, now greetings the classic email or you know entry into a meeting hey guys hey guys 
Yeah. You know, it's funny. That's one of the things that I say uh, that I've been trying to work on not Mm. saying, and I don't see anything wrong with it. And yet I know a lot of people do. And that's the thing, right? There, there are a lot of people because it's even worse when people say, Hey guys and gals, it makes me think that we're in the fifties in the movie Greece. Hey guys and gals, you're here for the dance. And, oh, you know, Hey darling, how you doing? Hey oh, Betty. Oh Betty, just stop. Oh Betty, should we go to the store today? Grab ourselves a pot roast. Get your pocketbook. Let's go. <laughs> what was that? I don't know what that was, but it's, it's not professional. It doesn't make people feel respected. Um, and again, it's that, that idea of um, singling people out. Yeah. Like the, you know, gentleman and lady. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and again, uh, one strategy I have just kind of thought of and I think I've used in this kind of scenario is then in, um, let's say someone introduces the thing and says, oh, hey, guys, um, maybe as my first point in the meeting or whatever we're doing, I might um, challenge that uh, addressment, mm-hmm. addressing? Address. 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 Anyhow, introduction. I would challenge that introduction um, and not so much challenge it, but I might just say, Hi, everybody, mm-hmm. um, and try and positively influence the language that's used. Mm-hmm. You know, you can hey, be team. even more obvious about it. And again, you have to pick your moments, but yeah. you could say, by guys, did you mean team or everybody? Ooh, snarky. It is snarky. And it depends again. On I would how crawl into been... my shell. If someone said yeah. that to me, I would just, I would say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And you have to be careful you can be then labeled that person who in every meeting is so nitpicky about stuff. Uh, I think if you had a rapport with the person who said it and it was an ongoing thing, then that might be a way to call it out. But if you didn't, it would be much better in private. Yeah. So, you know, when you say, hey, guys, it makes some people feel excluded from the conversation. And I mean, that's if you want to get down, to go down that path. Yeah. You know, in that particular case, my strategy would be I would use every opportunity I had to model Mm -hmm. uh, the way that I thought that group should be addressed with inclusive language. And that whole example of, hey, gentlemen and lady, that happens all... I think that's the most common of the greeting errors. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can be either in a meeting or in emails or whatever. And it's, it should be embarrassing because it often highlights how few women are around the table. But it, there's no need to call it out. There's no need to just say, good morning, everyone. Good morning, team. You don't need to count how many men and how many women are around the table by saying gentlemen and lady. Yes. You know, yeah. ladies and gentlemen is standard. You know, you're giving a speech in front of a big room with a big mixture of genders. Probably fine. You know, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Or good morning, everyone. Right? Why be Again. so... Well, yeah. yeah. Why, why yeah. dig and yourself in And you know, for hole. those of you who are thinking, this is super picky. Oh. Maybe, to some, it's about making a shift and making a change in language and culture. And that often requires the tiniest of efforts. I mean, let's even press this one layer further and saying probably saying, hello, ladies and gentlemen, is also not... Um, inclusive language anymore. Sure. 
right? Very right? True. So, you know, it, it's true. not only um, yeah. language that you're trying to avoid for gender purposes. Now we have a whole other slew of things that are so prevalent in our society that weren't so yeah. before, you know, ladies and gentlemen probably isn't the appropriate thing. It's I not mean, a, it's not as inclusive as we could be. In, Hi, everyone. Yeah, I was... Welcome like, attendees. Honored guests. <laughs> honored guests. Esteemed colleagues. Esteemed. <laughs> well, actually, colleagues is pretty good. Yeah. You know? Um, colleagues. Good, good day, colleagues. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> Her Royal Highness, the Duchess of Sussex. Yes. Um, I was also reading an article uh, today uh, that was talking about how Service Canada was looking to create more inclusive language um, as they interact with people that come into the office. And so uh, they're eliminating uh, gendered uh, words like Mr. Mrs. Oh, pronouns. Pronouns. Yeah. Uh, using um, parent instead of mother and father. Uh, and recently, um, a same-sex couple um, had applied for something, and it demanded that one of the parents have a maiden name. Oh. The form demanded it or something That's like that. They couldn't process it without a, a maiden name, and there, there, there was no such. Yeah. Yeah item so that, that was of, really fascinating yeah. that they've I, kind of I thought of that when I was writing the blog for last week's podcast and I was talking about um people coming back from mat leave and whether they had um and we were specifically talking about women so I did use the word mom yeah but then I was thinking if they have a husband at home who can help with half the work and I thought okay stop that and I deleted yeah. the husband and I put partner. Yeah. And it's, it's all these small things. It's, working, it's just constantly working on it and being aware. And I mean, I'm sure we're not perfect, even in our discussions. No. Right? We're just trying to open up the discussion and talk sure. about what's happening and what we notice. Yeah. But there might be, you know, please, listeners out there, if we've said something. Yeah. Or um, if you have additional ideas or examples or if we're saying something that's even not okay anymore. I mean, when you're... We've been working together for over seven years. And when you are out of big business, the you know, working in the corporate world, you really true. aren't exposed to a lot of the issues that forward-thinking HR organizations will be putting forward. Like, yeah. um, I remember learning about LGBTQ plus when I was in the government. I had no idea what all the words meant. And yeah. there was a lot of words. But now there's so much more. There's transgender. There's gender fluid. There's, there's a host of mm-hmm. them. And there's the consideration of same-sex marriage, which is now legal, and all of those things. And we try to keep up with them through our research and reading and our clients and all that. So by all means, if we've missed something, let us know. Call us out. Call us out. And again, you know, today's podcast is focused on, we really wanted to talk about gender-inclusive language, but I think it, you know, there's so so much more. So much more. And... Yes, we are focused on men and what they can do to help women feel less isolated. So yeah. that is why this is fairly specific, and we are talking about men mm-hmm. and women specifically. You could take this topic, and we would be here all day, all talking day. about all day. I had a little vocal fry there. Thinking about, yeah. All, yeah. <laughs> thinking about all the different groups that could be impacted by more inclusive language. Absolutely. Yeah. And my last one... Um, are adjectives or descriptors like um, calling 
someone crazy, um, calling a woman emotional or sensitive, bossy, bitchy, mm-hmm. chatty, mm. right? That yeah. whole idea. I mean, you've never heard anyone refer to a man as chatty. No. You, you, there's some other language that's not for public use that they can use to describe a man that I've heard them use instead of bitchy. I haven't heard, I'm sure it happens, but I haven't heard it used in the same way. So yeah. if, if a woman isn't successful, it's because she's bitchy or aggressive yeah. or whatever. With a man, it, I haven't heard too much linking their success with that quality of being a whatever. Um, instead, that's just their personality. Oh, it's just the way he is. It's fine. You yeah. just got to get to know him. Yeah. But with women, yeah, chatty Kathy, right? Uh, oh, so emotional. She's so, uh, she really lets things get to her. So, super sensitive. Mm-hmm. Don't be so sensitive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. So be mindful of that, those adjectives that you're using. Are mm-hmm. you using descriptors to describe an activity or something that you would not be doing the same for the other gender? Yeah. 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 No, that's a really good one. So, Really, men, this is about, this is scratching men. the surface, men. This is scratching the surface of the things that you could do to be more inclusive at work. So we know all, I think everyone listening and both of us know people who have said they're sick of this whole focus on Me Too, on the Me Too movement. We know this. We're not talking about that. Yeah, we're sick um, of you aggressing yeah, we're us. We're sick of a lot of things too. Um. <laughs> um, there are a host of people who just say, well, what can I do? How can I get involved? How can I help? Well, think of the way you talk. You need somebody, a trusted friend, to listen to you and, and your give words. give you the ear pull. Give you the ear pull. Let you know when you're saying things that are just not okay anymore, even though that's not in your heart. It's just not okay. It, it, intent is just not enough anymore. No. It's a good place to start, but now you, you need to line up your actions with that intent. Don't be Joe Biden. Don't don't be Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, so men, mind yourself. Look for a trusted colleague. Mm-hmm. Um, ask. Actually open yourself up and say, hey, I'm working on this. Mm-hmm. Be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, be vulnerable and say, I'm working on this. I need your help. Yeah. Please don't hesitate to let me know if I slip up and how I can be better. And I think you are going to gain the respect of the women that you're working with, uh-huh. of your esteemed colleagues. Um, <laughs> your team, your, your team, pals. Your pals. Hey, buddy. Hey, yo. <laughs> uh, brah. Oh, brah. Brah. Oh, and there's a, a YouTuber <laughs> that I came across in Medium, um, in medium.com, and he's very popular. He's very funny. And he calls his girlfriend brah. And I thought it was just like a dude thing, but no. He goes, bruh, thanks for the whatever. No, no, thank you. Bruh. I'll pass, bruh. (laughs) Not bruh. Bruh. B-R-U-H. Bruh. Bruh. (laughs) Thanks for the... (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the tutorial. Also, hashtag bruh. (laughs) If you wanted a tutorial on how not to sound old. Um, What are you saying, bruh? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, so back on track, men, be vulnerable, Be vulnerable. ask for help, ask Mm -hmm. for assistance, Mm -hmm. be aware, um, read, become more aware of the things that can be challenging. And Mm -hmm. I would say your first three places to start, 
nicknames, greetings, and adjectives. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for next week when we have another fascinating whiteboard women topic. Which will, who knows? Who knows? We it could probably, be anything. It could literally, literally be anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, you can find us on all the usual social media. Our website is whiteboardconsulting.ca. And this podcast will be available visually on YouTube by searching Whiteboard Consulting Group, Inc. Or if you want to read our blog that summarizes it, you can check out At The Whiteboard, a publication on medium.com. Finally, if you have any questions or suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at info at whiteboardconsulting.ca. Thanks again. And we'll see you next week.